Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's news episode is real jam-packed, so we are just going to jump right into it. But before that, have you guys seen my merch? It's real cute. We did a two-part New Jer- Games of New Jersey episode with Jared Millihan, and we ended up making a t-shirt that says Busted Up Sex in the City, which pays homage to when Kim G decided to go to the courthouse with Danielle after she decided to sue Jacqueline's daughter for pulling her hair, and Kim G decided to go to the courthouse with her, and Jacqueline ended up calling them a Busted Up Sex in the City. It's an iconic quote. Go back and watch the season. Season two, I don't know, episode something. Who cares? Nine or ten, I think. Wow, my knowledge for Bravo knows no bounds, yet I don't know a single thing about any U.S. president. So that's my problem. Let's just jump right into news. We have to say goodbye to the one and only Dorinda Medley from the Real Housewives of New York. Dorinda came on season seven and has lasted through season 12. And it's kind of odd because Dorinda is one of those housewives where she kind of fit into the group immediately. So you forget that she wasn't an OG housewife. Same thing for Sonia Morgan. I think Sonia came in season two or season three. And we loved Dorinda because she, you know, was very glamorous and fancy and had this beautiful life. And she kind of came on as a somewhat wounded bird. She just had lost Richard. It seemed like she was looking for a new opportunity and that the producers for Roni had been reaching out to her for years and obviously she's known Ramona for a really long time. And so Ramona was always trying to get her on the show. And this past week, it was a quote-unquote joint decision between Bravo and Dorinda to no longer be on the show. And TBH, I don't think it was a joint decision. I think Bravo put her in timeout. She probably acted a damn fool at the reunion. I was saying this on the recap episode that came out with Jennifer this past week, which was great. We recapped Beverly Hills, Potomac, and New York, and I had a great time with her. And we kind of were talking about how there must be something in that last episode to explain why the firing announcement came before the season ended and came before the reunion. And then we saw on clips... It'll air tonight. I'm sitting in my parents' bathroom right now. I move out tomorrow, thank fucking God, and I actually have a whole little studio set up, so don't worry. The quality of this show will get so much better probably by next week, so fingers crossed everything gets sorted out (laughs) on that front. But I kept seeing trailers now that she ended up commenting about how Tinsley was breaking contract stuff and for leaving the show, and honey... Contracts only matter if you care about the money at the end of the day. If Tinsley doesn't need the money, she could break the contract and be done with it. I doubt she's going to have to pay Bravo, but they probably said, well, you're not going to get X amount of dollars for the episodes you're not going to be in, and you are contractually obligated to go to the reunion, and she did show up, and I think she probably wanted to come back and kind of say, fuck you, Dorinda. You know, she got the ring, she got the man she wanted, and, you know, rumor has it that she's pregnant. Leah then went and said she's not pregnant, but who knows, and who cares, frankly? Like, I hope she is. But I feel sad that she's going away. But I do think this is just a timeout. Dorinda will be back. How can we have Roni without the Berkshires? Like, imagine Roni before... Well, I was going to say imagine Roni before the Berkshires, but there were the Berkshires. Heather Thompson's version of the Berkshires, which is not like a 1920s mansion where the place is so incredibly haunted. It turns every single one of the women in the home into a full woolly mammoth. Like, the behavior is horrific. And I'm going to miss that, but I, I have a feeling she'll be back. People are now saying that Andy decided to can her from the show because of her comments regarding 
Tinsley getting pregnant and was making those comments about like a turkey baster and since Andy had been via surrogate he was really offended by that but I mean Dorinda said a million offensive things on this show and I think that was just <laughs> honestly one of them and I think that probably had something to do with it but also Andy at the end of the day like is an executive producer he's not a story producer like he has a say in those types of things but he's not doing development every day on the show and so I'm not really sure how much of a say he really has and who's gonna be on the show and who's not gonna be on the show and he also generally likes to exploit these people so just because she was acting poorly doesn't necessarily mean she's not great television so it's sad you know she was saying you know I met so many interesting people doing this I learned about my life about myself and about women thank you bravo I wish you all health happiness and success and now she's like doing her spiritual journey throughout the Berkshires there's a Miraval up in the Berkshires, which I didn't know about, and I immediately, like, am going to go in the fall. Miraval is the place that they went to in the Real Housewives of OC, where Shannon had the gong on her head and Kelly banged her with a mallet. Classic. Great way to heal <laughs> and relax. So I'm really bummed that Dorinda's gone, but again, like I was saying, she will be back. She was actually spotted in Greenwich, Connecticut with Bethany and Paul this weekend, which is kind of funny. It's like the Bitter Betty Club all hanging out. I have a feeling Bethany and her talked so much shit about the other ladies, especially Leah and Tinsley. I can only imagine what they said. If only I could be... I was going to say a fly on the wall, but they're on a boat. Um, A crab on the yacht deck. (laughs) Carol Radswell also tweeted, Dorinda was the only Real Housewives. No more truth-telling now. So no more truth-telling, too. Trust me, this is a main reason the cast is let go. Telling the truth and exposing fake cast members and their storylines and how it's all manipulated by production. I will never tire of saying I told you so about Trump and this. Oh, shut up, Carol. Not everything is about fucking Trump. Uh, yeah, the guy is a Cheeto and an asshole, but, like, Dorinda leaving Roni has nothing to do with Trump. Like, please. Ugh. So I guess that implies that she was telling the truth too much and that's the main reason why the cast was let go. And so I guess Tinsley's firing was not the truth and she wasn't being truthful with everybody about her relationship with Scott. But like, why the fuck is it any of their business? All they do is talk shit about her and make her feel bad about her decision. So maybe she wanted to keep the lid on things until she actually could confirm with Scott that like this is serious and this is going to be for the future. And I don't blame her for doing that. And also Carol, fuck you. You know, she introduced her and Scott and then ended up playing the card of we're not even that good friends like Cynthia Bailey did to Kenya Moore. Like, you guys are friends. You hang out all the time. And I guess this is actually more recently the uh, Brandy Glanville and Denise Richards situation where it's like, yeah, you guys text and you're friends and you hang out. Like, that means you're friends. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be best friends and like go and do everything together. But Tinsley and Carol travel together. They went on vacations with their guys and they did things together outside of the show. So yeah, hun, that makes you guys friends. I don't know about you. While everybody was dealing with the reality that Dorinda is gone, Tamara Judge, who is just so thirsty and sad, ended up posting on Instagram saying, Dorinda Medley, you will be missed, but it's pretty amazing on the other side. Hashtag Vicky, hashtag Tamara, hashtag Leanne, hashtag Nini, hashtag LVP, hashtag Bethany, and hashtag now Dorinda gone but not forgotten. So, this tips people off to say that Nini will not be returning next season on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. On that very same day, Nini, a couple days prior to that, Nini tweeted, Support black women. Protect black women. You have no idea what we've been through or the weight that they have carried on the back silently for years. Thank you. Bye. And deleted her Instagram. Her Instagram is still not back as of September 3rd. 
So based on that slip from Tamara, it kind of gives me the feeling that she was canned. And the past few seasons, Nini has been going back and forth with producers. This time every year when they're about to start filming, which Atlanta's filming right now, there's always contract issues and negotiation issues. And of course, there's like a money thing. But Nini is one of the highest paid housewives, of course. She's the second highest paid housewife on Atlanta after Candy Burris. And I can see that the producers seem to be on the fence about whether to keep Nini or to not keep Nini. By her deleting her Instagram and then tweeting this, it kind of gives me the feeling that she was canned or at least was maybe given a demoted friend of role or maybe had like a salary cut or something where she feels not protected. And you know what? Atlanta is the highest watched Housewives franchise on the network, and so I think Bravo needs to compensate accordingly based on that because, you know, Denise Richards comes in and makes $5 million her first season, and that's an exorbitant amount of money for someone who's never done this before. Of course, she comes in with, like, a name and has brought the drama from the moment she was on the show, but because of people like Nene is the reason why Denise can come in here and make that money. So I understand where she's kind of coming from, where she probably wants to be protected, wants to be compensated fairly, and I don't freaking blame her. Of course, Tamara is the one who freaking spills the beans on this. Like, oh, God. She is just, she needs to get off the internet and, like, maybe go back to Miraval and take some more meditation classes and just kind of, like, move the hell on. Like, there is a time and a place to just move on. Some other updates from Atlanta. Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill are still quarantining together in Los Angeles with their family. I was reading an article where she was basically saying, quarantine in the house with all your kids. Can you imagine trying to have sex with your man? you know how horrible it is to like have quiet secret sex all the time it's like they know it's happening but you can't be like loud it sucks it really sucks i was constantly doing the walk of shame in our own house i just don't want to hear about parents having sex like i just empathize with the kids like i immediately put myself in the kids shoes and i'm like oh god like there's nothing worse than thinking your parents are having sex and like not just sex but like secret sex i don't know those girls can like go for a walk and that's when you guys can do it I did wonder where his book Open Mic was, and it actually came out on August 19th. And so everybody go get it. Should I do a bonus episode recapping Open Mic? (laughs) Probably not. I feel like there's a lot of other books I want to talk about, which just teaser, A Place of Yes by Bethany Frankel. That episode will be out in a couple weeks. I'm recording it this upcoming week, and that book is so dark because there's 10 pillars of how to say yes to life, and so many of them are antiquated based on looking at how she handled her divorce with Jason. Or I should say how he handled it with her, but regardless, check that out. And we also have an update for Todd and Candy, who are always doing big things. They ended up opening a new seafood and steak restaurant called Blaze after their daughter. Todd said, I live in Southwest Atlanta. I'm always asked why we don't have certain restaurants in our area, parentheses black area, but I'm not asking anymore. I will build what we want and what we need in our communities, which is amazing. If you build it, they will come, especially with Todd and Candy. Everybody supports all of their business endeavors. As much as I think Todd potentially could be a little um, scatterbrained with his ideas, these restaurants keep working. And so, hey, keep putting your money into that and create great places for the community. I agree. Granted, like, their place was, like, shot up on Valentine's Day this past year, which is really horrible. And so, I don't know. I'm glad that that didn't deter them from opening up other restaurants and trying to diversify their income streams and i think we had a conversation a couple months ago about how they were going to potentially get a spinoff show so i'm wondering where that is 
maybe it's going to go on Peacock with Vanderpump Dogs. I feel like that could be a good way of Bravo to get these kind of spinoffs off the ground. Put it on Peacock, let it kind of live there for a bit, and if it works, put it on the main network. I don't know. Just an idea. <sighs> well, moving on to other news. Lala Ken and Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules are pregnant. I have been waiting for this announcement pretty much since the moment that they started dating. I kind of thought that she would just immediately get knocked up, and she did. So they got engaged back in September of 2018. They were supposed to get married in April of 2020. That got postponed to July. Because of the pandemic, it's pretty difficult to plan a, pro a wedding of probably the scale that they want and have all of their family come in from various parts of the country. Her family's in Utah, and I'm not sure where he's from, but like, I mean, I, probably East Coast. I get East Coast, like Long Island vibes from him. So uh, they have announced that they're pregnant. Give them baby Lala. I just can imagine them both laying in bed with their babas. Lala's might have a little Xanax in it. I hope the baby doesn't have any Xanax in hers, but... It should be nice, you know, they, she's been a stepmom to Randall's kids who are, I think, 10 and 6, so at this point she's been in their lives for about 3 years now and getting a good practice on how to be a parent, and of course being a step-parent is different than having your own child, but still it's a great uh, co course in trying to figure out how to be a parent. I wouldn't even know where to begin. So I'm kind of happy for them. I have a feeling Jax and Brittany are just so shook, like wondering why they haven't had a baby yet, and I actually am wondering that too. It seems odd because they've been married for a little over a year now. They got married last June, and they had always said that they wanted a baby immediately, 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 and so it's weird that so much time has gone by and they haven't had that kid. And at one point I remember Brittany saying that she wanted to wait until after Stassi's wedding in Italy that was going to be in this October, obviously not happening anymore, but she wanted to wait until after the wedding so that she could drink at the wedding and do all the festivities with them. But now that that's no longer happening, I wonder what the status is on their journey because it's just a matter of time. Stassi and Bo are expecting and their baby comes in February. And I have a feeling Katie is probably spiking Schwartz's half shots and Coors lights with Viagra so maybe he can get it up to impregnate her because I have a feeling they're all going to try to do, like, babies at the same time. Let's make it a show. Babies at the same time. And us as viewers, we knew that this was going to happen. And, of course, like, that's just how friend groups are. Like, when you all kind of get to that certain age, everybody starts slowly but surely getting married, having kids, if that's what they want. And so it was just inevitable that this would happen. I do feel for Sheena. She went through that miscarriage a couple months ago and obviously has been struggling with fertility issues. And so I hope... I hope she's staying positive and I hope all things are good with her and Brock too because, you know, I don't know how it feels to have friends who are pregnant, but as someone who, like, I want to be a mom one day, I think it'll be hard to watch all of my people around me getting pregnant and having that opportunity and, and if I wasn't able to, I could imagine feeling, you know, envy and, and it's not the best look, but it's just reality. So... Good luck to them. I'm excited for them. I definitely am interested to see how these kids are going to look. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Give them Lala. Give them baby Lala. It's going to be my new lipstick line. Patented. <laughs> so Dodie actually went on Instagram also saying that she is gone off Vanderpump Rules, but will 100% be back on another platform soon enough. So I think that means like maybe we're going to get 
a YouTube channel. Maybe she'll be making vegetarian recipes. What was that website she had? Oh, Dirty Vegan? Veggie Lover? Veggie? Veggie-holic? I don't know. Something stupid. But Veggie-holic, I think it was. Veggie-holic? I can't remember. Whatever. So she's saying she's going to be back on another platform. But actually, Lisa Vanderpump confirmed that Stassi Schroeder will not be getting a spinoff via with Evolution Media, who is like the producer of Vanderpump Rules and some of the Housewives franchises, but I can't remember which. But so Vanderpump confirmed that. So it should be interesting to see where they end up on television eventually, because that is just a matter of damn time. And Stassi does look like a beautiful pregnant woman. People were freaking out because I guess she was swimming in a lake wherever her and Bo are right now. And she wasn't wearing a life vest. And I guess that is horrible for a pregnant woman. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe the belly really weighs you down. But Bo is like standing right next to her. And I saw all these comments being like, how dare you let your wife swim? I'm like, well, if God forbid something happened to her. He's literally right there and watching her. Like, I think, God forbid anything would happen. But I think she'll be fine. I think after the Naya Rivera thing, people have gotten really nervous about that shit which understandably so I'm a horrible swimmer and I can't even go into the ocean where my parents live in Long Beach because I'm such a bad swimmer and the waves are so aggressive that I actually think I'd get swept away and you guys wouldn't even ever have a podcast ever again so that's why I stay out of the ocean for you guys with AMC plus the plus doesn't just mean more it means better Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men ad-free and with new content dropping each week like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld. There's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that 
Tom and Tom are also doing a new business endeavor. They are going on this website called Huddle, H Huddles, H U D D L S, and it's a Zoom like session where you can hang out with celebs. And they're doing a 25 minute session with the two Toms where you have margaritas, which I love. One of my faves, Kyle Richards, me, and Bethany drinking margaritas together. That actually kind of be fun. But they're doing this 25 minute session. And people are paying a whopping $250 just to sit in a Zoom with Tom and Tom. I did hear they put on a great show, and I wouldn't doubt it from the two of them. Definitely Sandoval has a lot of showmanship that he's just probably dying to let out to the world, especially now that they're not filming, which they usually filmed all this summer. So they usually film all summer, so he's probably brimming with... You know, trumpet solos, um, outfit changes, male makeup. Like, where's his male makeup line? Remember that was a thing? Where did that go? I don't know. We have devastating news coming out of East Hampton, though. Carl Radke from Summer House's brother actually passed away a couple weeks ago. His brother Curtis was 40 years old and suddenly died on August 10th. He was described as a major music enthusiast who loved the Grateful Dead and Fish. He was a dad of three of his own kids and was a stepfather, and it is so absolutely devastating that Carl has to face this loss. He's been going through a lot the last couple years. His parents got divorced. His mom has been a reoccurring character on the show who comes every year, which actually I don't think she came last year. Yeah, I don't think she did. Which, like, frankly, I don't really need the mom scene to show, like, the boys are goofy but have great moms and they have good families. Like, don't need it. Definitely don't need it. But she actually remarried a couple months ago, so it's, so it's horrible that her new marriage and such joy in her life was then um, paired with the loss of her son. Like, I can't even imagine losing a child. It's just a horrific, horrific life event. And I can imagine Carl's really struggling with this. He worked to get sober back in March, and he's been seeing a therapist, and finally he's being open with a therapist, and he said in an interview with Bravo TV that he's finally not lying to a therapist which I think is really easy to do. I never like really saw a therapist until a couple years ago because I always felt like I would lie to the therapist because I was so ashamed and felt guilt and embarrassment for the way I feel and how I think about things and things I've done. But fortunately, he is being honest with the therapist and hopefully working through some of the problems that he's facing. They are currently filming season five in the Hamptons. Usually they film three days a week, Friday through Sunday, but this year they are doing seven days a week for all of them, which I think is going to be amazing. They're all working from home throughout the week, so that'll be interesting. Luke is back, Jules is gone, and I think the rest of the cast is pretty much the same. I'm excited for the season, of course. This is going to be kind of like Big Brother vibes. To spend every single day of the summer with the same people probably gets a little crazy, so... There's definitely going to be some cabin fever there. I was hoping that they would do a summer house in like a ski chalet, kind of make it like an après ski moment where they did like a winter version of a summer house, winter house, I guess, and they would go to a ski resort upstate or in Vermont or New Hampshire for the winter if this wasn't able to be filmed. I mean, they could also do that anyways, and I would watch. Yeah, I'm still wondering about Kyle and Amanda's wedding. I talked about that a little bit last week. I don't know. We'll see if that actually ends up happening, but stay tuned. I do really feel horrible for Carl. I have a feeling that this will be something that is played out on screen, and that's a really difficult thing to have cameras there for. I'll never forget watching Vicki Gumbelson find out that her mother passed away when she was like in an 80s costume. 
that was really brutal and such a real moment and it's interesting I wonder if production actually asked her if that was okay to show you know I don't know where the line is for production to make a call like that where something is too personal and too real I I'm not really sure but I guess we'll just have to wait and see speaking of other mansions on the east coast Sources are saying that Teresa Giudice is selling her Montville, New Jersey mansion and it is hitting the market for $2.5 million and we are being told that the sale is being handled by one of Jersey's top real estate agent, Michelle Pays, Pies, I don't know, P-A-I-S, I don't know how to say it. She is supposedly the new Real Housewives of New Jersey coming on this upcoming season. She's a new mom. She has a baby named Madison Rose, <laughs> adjacent to Madison Marie Parks Valletta. <laughs> she seems to sell tons of big mansions all throughout Jersey. She has a vlog and she's like very camera friendly, very pretty, very Jersey-esque with the brown hair. <laughs> she was crowned the Barbara Corcoran of New Jersey by Bella Magazine, which let's not forget, that was the cover, uh, that was the magazine that Dorit Kemsley was on the cover on, so I trust that magazine with my entire life. Like, there is not a single bit of fake news in Bella Magazine. Never forget. And she actually also wears the same Chanel earrings as Dorit, like the one with the C-H-A and an N-E-L. Nothing is tackier than those earrings, and I did see them in the flesh once. I was with my friends Jasper and Mercedes, who you guys know, and we were at the Regency, which <laughs> this story isn't the most, like, layered Bravo story that I don't know what else is, but we saw a woman wearing it, and all of us were like, oh my god! Oh my god, I miss the Regency. I miss going out. I miss getting drunk. I miss overpriced martinis. I miss my friends. Jasper, come back to the States when it's safe. <laughs> so the ladies of New Jersey supposedly have ended filming. They took a trip to Lake George a couple weeks ago and Jackie Goldschneider did not attend to it and recently unfollowed Teresa Giudice. So it seems like the two of them who quote unquote reconciled last season are no longer friends anymore. And I just think it's too difficult for them to talk to one another. Jackie is a lawyer and Teresa is struggles to string sentences along. So I can understand where the issues lie. Teresa tries to have a conversation with her and like immediately blows up and then Jackie hits her with some logic. And I can see that annoying Teresa. And let's not forget the table flip heard around the world. Which one? Love Jared from New Jersey, who casually said he, there was no table flip, that it was an innocent table toss. I'm like, honey, that was a table flip. I've never seen one. And evidently, I have to hang out in Jersey more. But the reason why she t- flipped that table or tossed that table was because Danielle said, pay attention, please, which is a real trigger for Teresa when her intelligence is questioned. You know, let's not forget, she grew up in an Italian-speaking household and didn't speak English until kindergarten. So Italian is her first language, so it makes sense why she doesn't always have the best grammar. And don't get me wrong, I have the worst grammar, so I'm not even making fun of Teresa. But I also know the difference between cumin and cumin. (laughs) One other person who kind of freaked me out was Amber Marchese, who was also spotted in Lake George that same weekend. And Jesus fucking Christ, if Bravo brings this piece of shit back on my screen, if they they brought her back, I would have to boycott Jersey. She is such a swine. I did go onto that Dumpster Fires Instagram account just because it's funny, and someone commented on her picture saying, tell your husband to be a father and to support his gay son. And she said, because he is gay, he must be supported no matter what he has done. Get the hell out of here with that ignorant crap. Gay card is over. Like... 
I think it's besides the being gay thing. Like, because he is gay, he must be supported. No, you should probably support your son regardless. Why are these two still fighting with their goddamn kid? I wish the two of them could see outside of their ignorant little bubble. The gay card is over. You know what? This is a kid who was trying to go to college and then you guys took the money away from his college funds because he came out as gay. Like, that's horrific. Like, you need to look inward if that is what you're doing with your children and affecting their education in such a serious way. Like, come on, dude. No. (sighs) We also have an update from Danielle Staub. So... She started a podcast called Absolutely Danielle, and I have not listened to it because I've been working a lot this week, and, and Mama's got to draw a line. You know, there's a line where, I'll, where I can listen and I, I can't listen, and the fact that I listened to Hannah Ferrier's and Katie Maloney Schwartz's last week means I'm not going to listen to another Bravo podcast for a very, very long time, but... She posted on Instagram saying, Andy kept me in the dark for long enough. He's taken what's mine and given it to others. Now that you are a parent, I hope you would get to see some of the pain that you caused my family. You must have seen this coming. You knew you were wrong, yet you continued for all those times you held me down and picked me apart instead of building me up and standing with me for all the times you made me stand alone. Keep me in the dark. May you tread lightly in your own darkness. Ooh, that's dark. May you and your... She puts, like, a lot of quotations, too, and it's like, is she quoting herself? Like, who are these quotes? Quote, unquote, for letting me be the last to know. May you learn to do better. May you and your family never experience the pain because my children and I take it or leave it. My advice, you should lead by example. That, 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 that. I should know because the way you treated me is duplicated and replicated by your fans. I've waited... I've been waiting for you to revere me. <laughs> I've gone this far as even asking you to be kinder and more gentle with me. But fell on deaf ears. No more waiting, no more asking. I have no more respect for you. I do not honor you. I won't defend you, but I will advise, quote unquote, be careful whose toes you step on because they may be attached to the ass that you have to kiss tomorrow. I have a sick feeling that Danielle, that Andy will never be kissing Danielle's ass for anything. I don't really know where all of this came from. It seems like she's accusing him of sabotaging her book launch. So Danielle is accusing him of sabotaging her book launch. Never forget the book, Naked Truth. So I guess the launch of that book was the same time frame where Teresa's book deal was also supposed to launch. And they gave Teresa all of like the book press from Bravo and on the show itself. And hers got bumped. She said, how can I know she would get a book deal when she can't form a sentence? There's just no way I would ever think she'd be a published author. So I guess the two of them are beefing again. Actually, wait, no, yeah. Teresa and her at the end of last season weren't friends anymore. I always forget. Teresa and her always are flip-flopping with one another. She also says that Andy took advantage of her relationship with Kelly Ripa, and that's how he became friends with Kelly and Mark, which is hilarious. But I have seen photos of Danielle with Kelly Ripa, and I always wondered, how the hell? Did these two get close to one another? I don't know. I don't know what to believe. We have her publicist, Steve Honing or something like that, saying that she's basically full of shit and lying about all of this. But he's also the crisis manager who has been managing the crisis of Stassi and Kristen's career. So I don't know how much of a reliable source he is. He is a paid spin doctor. So I don't know what to believe, especially out of his freaking mouth. Who knows where we'll go from that. We'll see. Danielle, I think, is just butthurt that she's not on the show anymore. But let's not forget, she actively went out of her way last season to say, I am no longer going to be on the show. I'm retiring from the show. So she gets a podcast where all people's reality TV and acting dreams go to die. 
<laughs> Thank God I don't ever want to be a reality star or an actress. I just want to have a podcast. I feel like that puts me in like a nice place where it's like, no, I very much stay in my lane. This is not like, unfortunately, this isn't my last resort. This is like my first resort. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Speaking of other people who will not be on our screens anymore, Eliza Limehouse from Southern Charm officially said she's not coming back to this upcoming season of Southern Charm. As if anybody gave a single fuck if she was coming back or not coming back, who even cares? A couple months ago, we were talking about how Cameron, Chelsea, and Naomi were all leaving, and girl, you never came up. You never even came up in my head while I was thinking about outlining those episodes, so no one really cares. No one wants to see your dusty old plantation or, you know, whatever flavor of the week fiance you have. She's not married, but she's had three wedding photo shoots. And I do think she's pregnant. Mark my words, I will say this is a crystal ball moment. I'm thinking she's pregnant because she's a hot skinny girl. And she posted millions of photos of her in bikinis in her previous years in the summer she has lots of pictures of other girls in bikinis where she's wearing cover-ups and cover-ups and cover-ups so I have a feeling she's pregnant she's not married yet so her family's probably like be a good Christian girl and don't have that baby out of wedlock like I have a feeling they're playing a little cover-up I don't know I could potentially this is all a legend this is all like a this is a maybe a fever dream I'm having but when she has a baby in like four months um I will say I told you so. <laughs> so we also have some updates on Catherine. She is dating a new guy named Kleb, C-H-L-E-B, and his last name is Ravenel. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I feel like she's now trying to find a way to make people think she's not racist anymore after calling that podcast host a monkey. So I have a feeling she's like, hmm, what's the best way to let people know that I respect black people and believe in trying to end a black oppression in our country? She's like, by sleeping with a black guy. Duh. <laughs> so supposedly he's met the kids and I can't believe they have the same last name. Honey, at least he's not a disgraced politician. That was her type. He's currently living in Florida. So it's not like, so I think they're doing a long distance situation. More to come on that, but supposedly based on blogs I was reading from forever ago they were saying that he's been trying to get in the good graces of the Southern Charm cast for a very long time so let's see what's what that has what let's see what that has in store for us he played college football so he's still like riding on that like football jock vibe which like honey that gets old if you don't go to the like professional league if you don't go to the NFL don't talk about your high school or college football situation. It's like the guy who, you know, fucks his knee up in his second year of high school and then goes to college and he's like, I could have been pro. I could have been pro if I just didn't break my knee. It's like, honey, you wouldn't have been. You would never would have been. That's mean. And like so directed towards someone I know. Um, luckily, they would never listen to this great show. <laughs> we do have pictures of him. Cleb, Cleb, C H L E B, Cleb, Cleb, is that short for something? Cleb Ravenel? I don't know. So he had he was spotted in twenty fourteen with pictures with Cam and Danny. So he seems like he knows the group, and I guess we'll just have to see where this um, takes us. We have Thomas Ravenel posting disrespectful things towards Catherine as well. He posted a photo on Instagram of his new little boy, who is very darling and has the exact same eyes as Thomas Ravenel, which, like, 
run <laughs> you should like get some glasses or something like you do not want people noticing those eyes he says the smile that is the result of a mom who's been perfect for the last 11 months i want to publicly acknowledge and tell her thank you from the bottom of my heart you have given our son a solid path that will embrace him on his own journey throughout life thank you heather how dare you now compare your children with one another as if to say like this solid path that you're giving this kid it means he's going to be so much better than my other kids with you know my other baby mama how rude thomas you are 90 percent of the reason why Catherine was drinking and drugging and feeling left to her own devices and left alone in a basement of a plantation when she was 21 years old on a tv show with no guidance you know bro like let's not say it's all on Catherine. like you were a lot of the reason why you have to tear one woman down to build the other one up. It's like, Thomas, you're not even with this Heather chick, so who gives a fuck? You don't have to put this shit on Twitter. You could send Heather a text and say, I'm so glad you're an amazing mother. Period. That's it. You are such fucking jerks. He's such a jerk. He's such a gaslighting jerk. We also have newbie Venetia Aspen, who is coming onto the show as potentially a diversity hire, but she is so beautiful. She is a model, photo, and video producer, and she owns her own company called The Aspen Agency, which does, like, branded advertisements and whatnot. And it does make me laugh that she is featured in every single advertisement that she produces, which I support. As a producer myself, I'm going to only create content that I am the star of. Why not? (laughs) She's a black woman, and so this is also a step in the right direction for the Southern Charm crew. They have her, they have Leva, who I believe is Indian, They have Madison, Catherine, and the same group of dudes. And Craig has a girlfriend, and so does Shep. So it'll be definitely interesting to see the two of them handling their new relationships and inevitably watching them fuck up their new relationships. We love to see it. We love to see it in these parts. We also have Austin and Madison pretending to be in love when I really think it's just for the show. Come on, like, they don't love each other. Like, next, move on. Those two need to move the hell on. We also have an update from Dallas. The ladies are currently on a cash trip in Oklahoma, and I wonder if someone is pulling a Taylor Armstrong and is taking someone outside to pull some Oklahoma on their ass. That's, like, the only thing I know about Oklahoma. That one quote, and then the show Sweet Home Oklahoma. Was that Sweet Home? Sweet Home Oklahoma? I think it was that. On Bravo. That show was great. I might actually do a deep dive on that, because that was a good... It actually technically was like a two-season wonder because one season had a different name and then the second season had more of like a design spin and was following one of the other women. But that's besides the point, I digress. The ladies are out in Oklahoma. That's where Stephanie is from. They went on a camping trip and obviously Cameron Westcott gets eaten, gets bit by a scorpion. They had to take her to the ER and get like medicine and stuff. She is not camping Barbie. We gotta just keep her in a Neiman Marcus. She's safe there. She's loved there. Or in Beaver. Where is that? Beaver Liquors? Beaver, Colorado? I don't remember, but that was really nice. Their Beaver house was gorgeous. I, I need a mountain house ASAP. If anybody has a mountain house, please let me go there. Because I do not want to go camping in Oklahoma anytime soon. No offense to the state. It's probably gorgeous wherever they were, but I'd rather snow lodge with like hot cocoa and popping k-cups out of their buttholes wasn't that what they were doing when they were like putting k-cups up their butt i don't know 
this is just fucking weird. But I'm excited for this upcoming season. Leanne did go on an Instagram live with Tamara and Vicky from The Real Housewives of OC, which is like the definition of the wrong side of history. Who is watching that Instagram live? I wasn't there personally, but I got some quotes from it saying, where Leanne said, you know what? So I heard from an insider that they tried to talk about me on production. They've tried to talk about me a couple times and production stops the conversation. And... I can understand why, because you're not on the show. You need to focus the show on the people who are on the show. It's kind of like watching Beverly Hills now, and you kind of hear them sometimes talk about LVP, and it's sad. It's like, ladies, move on, move on. The person's not on the show. They're not in your lives, and many of you guys were really friends in a real way anyways outside of the show, so drop it. Leanne's just butthurt that she got fired, but Brandy didn't get fired from her questionable video that she made a couple months a couple years ago where she was mocking an Asian accent we got a quote from Deandra saying that we will address that head-on I think it's very important for the show we just can't sweep it under the rug especially since it was a big deal for people and they were very upset about it well good I think they should have these conversations but also like you know I have said it on here like sometimes when people try to have these woke conversations they actually end up breeding a lot more microaggressions people don't oftentimes know how to talk about race myself included so they kind of come off sounding like worse than they kind of intended but hey i think it's better to have the conversations than to not have them and whereas leanne couldn't address or apologize for any of the things she said about carrie brittingham and the mexican comments Hopefully, Brandy can actually own up to it and apologize, and we can keep it pushing. She also did go on, like, her spiritual journey after, which, like, there's nothing like a spiritual journey to zap the racism out of you. Nothing a downward dog can't fix. <laughs> Speaking of racial journeys, we have the Real Housewives of OC coming back this October 7th. We finally got the season 15 trailer. It came out this week. We see Gina moving on with her new boyfriend, Travis, and they live together in a townhouse. We also see that her ex-husband, Matt, is finally coming on the show. What a piece of shit. He wouldn't come on the show when she was actually with him. But the moment she moves on, he's like, let me come on the show. I look kind of hot. Women are going to start sliding into my DMs because they're going to see me on screen. And poof, like, uh, they'll see me as a good guy again. Watch, my friends. He's an opportunistic loser. Ugh, so gross. Gina also made a comment that it seems like she's fighting with Bronwyn this season. And it make, it, she implied that Bronwyn and her husband asked her to hook up. So that should be steamy. I knew Bronwyn was going to start trying to hook up with one of the ladies on the cast. She kind of played the uh, hookup card with Tamra last season. But I don't know if that ever manifested into anything serious. So they filmed during February through August. So this is like peak pandemic time. We see Kelly getting engaged and then handling her relationship with Rick throughout the quarantine where she was traveling everywhere, completely disregarding any of the rules surrounding the pandemic. And obviously the 2020 election is coming up, you know, and, and Kelly's about to marry a Fox News correspondent. So you can imagine where her political thoughts lead. And, you know, a lot of women who don't think for themselves, just let their men make their political and moral beliefs for them. And I have a sick feeling Kelly will flip-flop whatever she feels to agree with Rick because she got that big ring on her finger. And you, you get a big ring like that from a big rich guy if you give up everything you believe in and tell him he's the king. 
Ugh, gross. We also, let's see, let's see, let's see. We have a newbie, Elizabeth Vargas, who is a cajillionaire. She is single. She's recently had a divorce. She is the CEO and founder of Edge Music Network, which is a music video streaming service. She just sold her house for $8.5 million, so she's swimming in it. She is Bronwyn and Kelly's friend, so it should be interesting. I know she's also very, very red, has guns, is from, is she from Oklahoma too? She's from somewhere in the Midwest, so she should be fitting right in with all of these ladies. Her ex-husband is like a big cajillionaire CEO of American Seafoods Company, so maybe Liz and her ex-husband can give uh, Shannon some ideas about the frozen salmon line. Just wondering, just throwing it out there. And I don't know, we get more Emily and, you know, Emily and Shane situations. She ends up losing a lot of weight. She got a hip replacement, so good for her. What else? Recently, Kelly and Emily both unfollowed Bronwyn, but they're both Trumpers and Bronwyn is like really openly Democratic. And so I can imagine maybe there's some beef coming along with that. Who knows? We'll see. And no more Vicky on the show. Womp, womp, womp. She actually put her home in Kodo up for sale for $3.4 million. Not bad, Vicky. She bought a vacation place in Puerto Vallarta and then also just bought a lake house in Heiko Lake, North Carolina. So it'll be really close to where her grandkids are. Brianna's expecting her fourth child, which I believe is a boy. So that'll be good. And I was ending up on Brianna and Ryan's Instagrams and they lost so much weight. That keto diet's really working for them. Can someone please explain keto diet to me? Like, I feel like I read it about it once and they said you could eat lard. And I don't know, any diet that makes me eat lard is just seems like it's a questionable diet. I don't know. You tell me. I would like to look like Brianna as a beautiful pregnant woman because she is looking snatched, beautiful, healthy, and happy. Wow, you guys, I got through this really quickly. I had a really, really, really long... Yeah, this is a this is a nine-page outline. This is incredibly aggressive for a 48-minute show. But thank you so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, hit me up. Let me know what your thoughts, good, bad, and the ugly. And if you love the show, if you love this show, if you love all the bonus episodes, please, please, please head over to Apple Podcasts and just leave a review. It honestly doesn't really do much but it makes me feel really good and the people who go out of their way to write something negative are sick fucks and I don't understand them I would I think such negative things about so many other people's podcasts and I would never in a million years go and write it on a platform so if you love this show please go over there throw me some love let's get those trolls off the first few comments because fuck them Thank you for listening. I'm so excited for more fun bonus episodes. Next week's stuff, I already started planning for episode 125, which is crazy. How have I done 156 episodes of this show, doing 125 news episodes? It's pretty incredible. I'm quite proud of myself, and we're doing big things over here. We just surpassed 700,000 downloads in total. I usually don't talk about that stuff, but why not? So thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting me. Thanks for supporting the show. Slide into my DMs if you want to say hi or you want to talk about the episode. Let me know. I'm around. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.